This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you have enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifelongstreetcard.org for current events and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to be interviewing the interviewer. Ted Brzezelski will join us. He is the host of Downtown Radio's very own Words and Work, interviewing writers and labor leaders here in Tucson. He follows our show at 1130. We thought we would ask Ted about his inspiration for the show, what he covers, and a little bit about the writing movements here in Tucson. Today is August 8th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to you, Arizona, and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM and streaming at downtownradio.org. Also available on your iPhone or Android with the Downtown Radio Tucson app. If you want to catch us on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Our website has our past shows, and you can find our podcast just about anywhere podcasts are found, or simply ask your smart speaker to play it. Well, it is August, so we're going to start the news uh, show with a little news of the University of Arizona back to class. It is August, and in a couple of weeks here, not even in a couple of weeks, the uh, students will be back in Tucson, and uh, we were kind of curious as to how things would be in this um, interesting era of that we find ourselves. So we reached out to a couple of folks at the University of Arizona and got uh, the inside scoop that classes are actually full. The, the enrollment is closer to 2019 levels. The... Um, Expectation is that the dorms and the housing will be full. And like the rest of the country, there are concerns about enough staffing to uh, handle all of the uh, students on campus there. So if uh, you are out looking for employment, I understand that the restaurants, the facilities at the University of Arizona are hiring. You know, and many of those students coming back uh, might be entering into the university's creative writing program, which uh, is one of the better ones in the country. And we know from talking to Ted Prozelski that this is a true story. 
He is the host of Words and Work. It's the show that follows us every Sunday at 1130 here on Downtown Radio. And uh, we wanted to get a little bit more about his inspiration, his background, why he chose the topics that he chose and, and how he goes about putting together his show. Uh, a lot of information about Tucson and the uh, amount of authors we have you know, in this, uh, this community. So we uh, sat down with Ted by phone, and um, I think you're going to enjoy this interview. Uh, Ted Brzezelski, I uh, host Words and Work, as well as The Rock Mix on Wednesday afternoons from 3 to 5. And just to be very clear, this is a, a, you are my neighbor, so you follow uh, us uh, every Sunday. So as soon as this show is over, uh, they can just stick around and, and listen to your show, Words and Work. Uh, but it's, yes. I, you know, this is a newer show on our station. I've listened to it a little bit and I, um, I don't know, I was just kind of fascinated by it. And I thought, you know what, we haven't done a whole lot on this show. We've talked like with the Tucson Festival of Books, but we haven't done a whole lot when it comes to um, the, um, the authors and the writing movements and, and opportunities here in Tucson. So I wanted to chat a little bit about that and, and then just kind of getting your sense of, of uh, you know, how this show came to be. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you. So let, well, let's let's just kind of jump right into this. You're you're a you're born you're a native Tucsonan, right? That's true. All right, good. We're off to a good start. We're stating facts right off the bat. Right yeah, the I know. Show. I mean, that's good. I, I like this fact-based journalism that we're doing. <laughs> this is good. Um, and tell me a little bit about your show. What's the concept of it, and and how did you how did you get to to uh, to where it is now? Well, I I wanted to do something. I, I'm you know I. I'm a uh, I'm a member of the local chapter of the Writers Union, um, the National Writers Union, which is a, a nationwide uh, union of uh, uh, freelance writers, uh, novelists, uh, technical writers, ba- basically, you know, writers that don't have a regular workplace. Um, okay. There's other places. If you're a, a journalist and you work for a certain publication, there's a union for that. And and if you're, um, you know, doing screenwriting, there's a union for that. But but there's not really one for uh, freelance writers except for us. And um, I thought it would be interesting to have a show that the writers union would, uh, you know, I, would, I don't want to say sponsor, but but that would back. And, um, that, uh, so, I mean, I, 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 so I, I, I don't want to say I alternate because it's not a perfect week to week thing, but I, I interview both authors and then some weeks I interview, um, uh, people in the local organized labor community. Okay. So tell me, so Um, tell me a little bit of that combination. Was it just, um, is there a crossover between between your your guests? Like some are writing and involved with the labor movement, or just two different categories that you thought fit well together for a show? No, I mean most um, most of the writers that I've had on, at least the local ones. Actually, even well, it's been a couple of national ones are involved in the uh, in the writers union. Uh, the first guest I had was David Hill, who uh, had a. Uh, a novel, not a novel, but a, a book published last year called um, called The Vapors, which was about, uh, of all things, the uh, the gambling 
industry in Hot Springs, Arkansas, which isn't a, something that a lot of people mm. know about now necessarily. But he's actually vice president of the National Writers Union. Um, and so I was able to, you know, both have him talk about the book and about uh, being a member of the Writers Union. I've had other local authors who are member of the members of the Writers Union, and some of them aren't necessarily members of the Writers Union. I'd, I'd really like it if they'd sign up. <laughs> but yeah. uh, are, you know. you, are you talking to people um, in other that aren't connected with the the, the Writers Union? Are, are they connected with other labor movements here in, in the area? Um, I, I, there's people who are definitely uh, activists. Uh, folks who who are, I've interviewed who aren't necessarily involved. I mean, I had Lydia Otero on, who's a um, a professor at the U of A. Actually, I think she's retired now, but she's a professor at the U of A who's very involved in uh, the Chicano movement in in Tucson, and um, you know, so she's and she was a, a great person to interview i'd found out while we were talking that we might be related okay that's like so that that sounds like tucson to me if you've grown up in tucson yeah, oh. there's there's some degree of separation you're either related or you're good friends with someone's cousin yeah exactly i, I mean basically we got through uh, most of the interview and she turns some she basically says hey you know i want to ask you something why why do you have my my nephew listed on your facebook page as your cousin so, oh, well, uh, <laughs> you know, so that was kind of funny. Uh, so yeah. let me ask you just in general about, about Tucson. On this show, we've covered a lot of uh, some of the, the artist, the, the, really the abundance of, of artist talent in Tucson when it comes to music, uh, certainly our muralist program. But we haven't talked too much about authors and writers and playwrights and, and, and that such. Is there, is there a good community of, of, of that happening here in Tucson? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, it, it goes back a long ways. I mean, you know, one of my favorite authors is actually uh, Charles Finney, who um, he had been an editor at the Tucson Citizen, and he wrote a book called uh, The Circus of Dr. Lowe, which got made into a movie with Tony Randall called The uh, Seven Faces of Dr. Lowe. Um and um, he's I mean, he's been a favorite of mine for a while. And he was writing back in the, the 30s. And even someone like Harold Bell Wright, whose work isn't exactly uh, uh, critically acclaimed, <laughs> but was incredibly popular, you know, in the in, in the 40s and 50s. Um, but, you know, he had a home here. So there's been a lot of, of, of that. I mean, even, you know, you, you, you even get people later on who, who've, uh, called us, uh, called us home. And, uh, we've got at the university of Arizona, we've got one of the top, uh, creative writing programs in the country, um, that a lot of authors, uh, have come out of or, or come in to do guest lectures, so it's um, it's actually quite a, a artistic community here. I, th I think in a lot of ways, I think, you know, whether it's, you know, particularly with writing and, and with music, too, I think we punch way above our weight. I like, um, I, I like that. Yeah, Tucson does seem to be disproportionately talented in some areas. Mm -hmm. And I, I've never really thought about um, the, the the number of authors or the, the strength of that of that community. Now I've done work and we've had the Tucson Festival of Books on the show on a couple of occasions and talked about that impact um, 
But even with that, we didn't get into the the local component of um, of authors. And now this is a question that I don't know if this, as an author, this would because you 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 you're an author too, correct? I mean, you you write. Well, I've I've never had a, a book published, but I've written. I, I, I write for the Tucson Sentinel. Okay. Um, and um, I've I've had a couple of other places where my writings appeared. Yeah. All right, we're talking with Ted Prozelski. He is the host of Words and Work right here on Downtown Radio. And after the break, we're going to find out how the online business is affecting the book business. But first, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar and Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you have enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifelongthestreetcar.org for current events and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. I do uh, listen... 7 a.m. to uh, Paleo Dave and the Scrambled Sunrise, one of my favorite morning rituals there. And one of our new favorite shows here on Sunday is Words and Work with Ted Prozelski. He follows me every Sunday here at uh, 1130 on Downtown Radio. And he is our guest on today's show. We interviewed him a little bit earlier in the week by phone. And uh, we're going to pick up in our interview and find out a little bit about the online impact, the uh, how the Internet is uh, helping and uh, can be challenging for those trying to publish in uh, this digital age. What about this online movement? Are, 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 are books, like, are they still being consumed or is everything now just a, a PDF online or a, uh, or electronic version or people reading or are they just uh, kind of getting the headlines? Well, you know, that, that actually brings up a couple of things that, that, that the Writers Union has been working on nationally. There's a, a thing that uh, Google Books has been doing where they they will uh, scan old books and, um, and and post them online, which sounds fantastic. Right. Um, oh, you can get any book you want. Just go to, you know, this website. The trouble is, is that there's this other side of it was these the authors that wrote these need to be paid you know mm-hmm. and and that's something that we're working on with i mean i, I don't want to say working with google because it's been <laughs> you know a little bit adversarial but that that the national writers union has been working on trying to make sure that when we do these things that that you know when we try to digitize things and so on and so forth that that authors are still getting compensated because just like with music or photography or other kinds of art, it's saying let's make it free so everyone can enjoy it or learn from it sounds great, but you're not going to get that produced if if people aren't able to make a living doing it. Um, and you know, but there's also another side of it too, where you can uh, you you can make your work a lot. Uh, easier to get to for people if you if you want and 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 you can get it out there. Um, it's uh, you know I, you know I, I've seen folks that they'll they'll use. I had an author on my show. She wrote 
uh, children's book. And she was able to get it funded through, um, it was a GoFundMe, uh, or maybe it was Kickstarter, but one of those two. I know those are, uh, you know, ways that, that authors can get their, um, the, you know, the, the sort of the seed money to get, get a book written. That's amazing. So there, you know, so there's good and bad sides to it. So, um, so with, with that, so you get, you get an author who may not be published through some of these larger publishing houses, but has a following and maybe it's not enough to, to convince national publisher to, to, to make this, this, this book or make the sequel, but you get people that like that and they put it up and that audience themselves fund the, their own, a rendition of that of that book yeah i, I, I mean that, that's and that that so that's a that's a way that this can be used positively and and a lot of authors have figured out how to do that um you know the the other part of it is um you know with uh magazine writing where um people are not buying magazines anymore i do because i'm i'm old-fashioned and, and like to have something in my hand but a lot of people would rather go online and read something online, but because there's such uh, an impetus to make that work free for, for people to read, it's harder for people to get compensation for that, that kind of writing. Um, and, and that's actually one of the things that the nationally, the writers union has, it's been a growth industry for them is, is a lot of these online publications aren't paying folks the what they should be paid and we've been able to you know uh yeah I'll, I'll, you know actually sue <laughs> you know we, we we have these things called mass grievance actions where we will actually sue a publication and often we'll get frankly we get members for it because people who work for those publications want to join our union so that we continue that kind of protection for them okay that's yeah. The whole idea of this patronage, I, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise to me. It's nothing new, but it just it never yeah. sort of crossed my mind that you could have a a specific author who has a specific niche and or or I don't know if it's niche or niche. I keep going back and forth on that, but has a specific mm -hmm. audience, and that audience then uh, uh, helps them continue that that artistic creativity. I love seeing the power of that, but I certainly understand, you know, I music good heavens with all the, the the platforms out there it's it's amazing that people are creating new music and being able to get paid for it but they yeah they, uh, they found a way though i mean they're finding ways to yeah. do that and i know photography is finding ways so i'm sure there's ways to be compensated for the work that you've done yeah i mean it's it's um i mean the one thing that i think gets a little lost and and i you know there's there's an equivalent of it in in, in all forms of art but in uh, writing, if you're, you know, writing a, a longer form thing, even, well, even a, a, a regular piece that, that that's, you know, I mean, the article I'll write for the Tucson Sentinel might go 500 words. Um, sometimes having an editor is helpful, you know, mm -hmm. and um, it's, you know, you lose a little bit of that when you're not going through an established system. Okay. You know. But then again, if you're able to fund things through, you know, Patreon or, or, or a system like that, you can probably hire someone. That might be one of the expenses you could cover. That makes that makes sense. Yeah, the whole the whole process to me, it's, it's just I guess I'm old school and I don't think about how expansive some of these programs have gotten. And 
uh, it's interesting to hear about those. But let me let me shift gears a little bit and just talk about downtown radio because you are um, full disclosure you're a board member uh, mm -hmm. and you know obviously we both have shows on here. But I think this is an opportunity to to just share a little bit about how important having something like downtown radio is to get a show like what you're trying to accomplish on the air. And I know personally, I, we found a, a fantastic home and couldn't imagine doing it anywhere else, but we got the chance because of downtown radio. But, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, in, in general, there, there's certain programming that, uh, that community radio is, uh, more suited to than commercial radio. I mean, I, I think, um, you and I are old enough that you remember turning on local TV on Sunday mornings. Um, and there would be these, these local interview shows where they would, you know, have, you know, here's the guy from the food bank telling us what the food bank's up to. And here's the, this woman that, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, did a movie, you know, here in Tucson. So we're going to have them on. And a lot of that doesn't happen anymore um, from commercial broadcasters. Um, and and to have something that is explicitly downtown focused, but also just Tucson community focused, uh, means that we can do a program like mine. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, frankly, I don't think I could go to a commercial broadcaster in town and say, oh, I'm going to do something that's labor oriented. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't exactly be a good way for them to uh, find advertisers, you know. Um, so that's that that's a valuable thing that community radio does in general. And, you know, and um, we're, we're really lucky. We've got several community radio stations in town. We've got uh, a public radio station that's gotten actually a lot better over the last five years or so about doing that sort of outreach. And, and, and uh, I, it's something that I think we can uniquely do. I mean, and, and, you know, I, I also enjoy coming in and spinning music. Um, that's, um, that's, a, a you know, I didn't think of it as community service until the pandemic. Mm, yeah. Um, and then I, I heard from people who were happy that we were still doing our thing. Um, and that gave them a little hope. And what time, what time is your, your show on? When do you do your mix? Um, three to 5 PM on Wednesdays. Okay. So you are from three to 5 PM on Wednesdays, you're Ted Ski, the radio yeah. DJ. And on Sundays uh, at 1130, you're Ted Prezelski, the yes. very sophisticated and, uh, uh, nuanced interviewer of, uh, <laughs> yes. of our office. Er, erudite, I think, is the word I, I'm looking for. I, yes, I, uh, I'm not in the writers' union for a reason. I could not. Come yeah, up, yeah, yeah. I could not <laughs> come up with that word. Well, Ted, it, this has been fantastic. I'm, you know, I've I've caught your show. I enjoy it, and um, um, you know, there's some very interesting things happening. And I, I appreciate you spending some time with me. Before we wrap up, though, is there anything that we didn't cover? Anything you think's important to get out there? No. I think we got it. Man, I love that. Two experienced uh, volunteer pros. And, and I want to yes. I want to clarify, uh, you are a uh, volunteer board member, as is the entire board and staff and all the DJs of Downtown Radio. So you are not sitting back kicking in, uh, you know, the, that, the, the, that is, the big bucks. Yeah, that is correct. And you get like double salary for doing 
uh, you, they don't double your salary for doing the, it, the show and the uh, the DJ. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> well, Ted, it's, it's been a pleasure, um, and and I appreciate your time as always. I know you're a busy man, so thanks for taking a few minutes with us, and and uh, hopefully people will stick around and uh, and just listen to your show firsthand and see what it's all about. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, sir. Thank you. Bye. That was Ted Przelski, host of Words and Work right here on Downtown Radio. And that's a good reminder that uh, you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you have enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifelongthestreetcar.org for current events and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087, BK number 0902429, Equal Housing Opportunity. I said every year, and I mean it every year, but this year is flying by. We're already uh, deep here into August. And uh, school's starting back up. University of Arizona will be starting soon. Summer is coming to a close Right before our eyes, and uh, fall is just around the corner. Well, I uh, look forward to the rest of the summer and fall because we've got a lot of great interviews lined up, and I can't wait to to share those with you. But if you've got a topic you think we should be covering, let us know. Email us, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. We are on Facebook, and our Instagram page is... um, uh, you know what? I'm going to just say it. I'm pretty darn proud of it. And if you ever want to get a, a, a little more intimate tour of our urban area, starting back up in September, I'm a part of an effort called the Tucson Trolley Tours. It's a two-hour uh, paid trip that uh, you can take uh, around uh, pretty much the A Mountain to University of Arizona footprint. And we do it on a climate-controlled bus that looks a lot like one of those old-time trolleys. So if you ever want to Get more information on that, you can head over to TucsonTrolleyTours.com for all of those details. And again, a thank you to Ted Prozelski, our guest today, host of Words and Work on Downtown Radio, the um, show that follows us right here at 830, at 11.30. So I hope you, you stick around and um, catch this show today. And always, always head over to our website uh, for the station, downtownradio.org. And um, take a look at all the fantastic shows, including um, Ted's radio uh, mix during the week. Well, I do hope uh, you've enjoyed this show. I hope you share this with your friends and make sure you share things you're doing with us on our social media so we can get the word out. But given that uh, summer is coming to an end, thought we'd leave you with a, a song today from a group called uh, the a great big pile of leaves it's off of a an album called you're always on my mind and this song that you're listening to is back to school well my name is tom heath i hope you have a great week and tune in next sunday for more life along the streetcar where did the summer go